This is the Joe Mays and Jay Raff Show, giving you weekly sports analysis, opinions, and discussion. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Jay Raff. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 197th episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and alongside of me, co-host J-Raff. Yeah, it's uh, good to be here again. You know, I, I know we keep changing these times around a little bit, but kind of do what works on a weekly basis. That's kind of the mode we're in, and it actually works out pretty well. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm, I'm okay with uh, playing it by a weekly basis, because what works this Sunday might not work next Sunday, but... We just we just like to change it up. We're, yeah, I'm, I'm predictable. It just that's well, the life of uh, of somewhat new parents. You know, uh, we're hanging out here doing things with our families, and uh, they take priority, as um, everyone listening, um, both live and recorded, are, are well aware of. So we generally had been going in the afternoon. That worked better uh, for us. But today things just worked that later was better. So here we are. Uh, an evening edition of the Joe Mays and J-Raff show. And this one helps out because now all the games are essentially decided and really are right. decided. And it's kind of nice that, I, I mean, I enjoy talking about all the games, but we usually always get hung up on the games that mean the most to us, which is fine, but there's only four games and they all mean a lot because they're playoff games. Right. So it's it's a lot of fun. Um, this week and next weekend are incredible weekends, um, especially if you want to throw in Monday night. I know it's not professional football but right well i know it's not called professional football but um there's a lot of future pros playing tomorrow night um yes. in the college football national championship game as well um which i honestly i see that being more of a chiefs texans game i could be wrong but i i think that i i don't know i just i think alabama's gonna have their way with you think so it, not not like they did Michigan State, but I think they win by two scores. I, I'm, I'm just tired of seeing Alabama there, and I'm tired of the SEC. I don't. I'm, have I'm anything... tired of the SEC. I honestly don't even. If if it, Alabama could win in isolation from it being an SEC championship, I honestly wouldn't really care because I it they have reached the point where I'm just kind of like in awe. You know what I mean? Kind of like the USC teams when we were like coming out of high school and into college there like those sec or those usc teams that were just insane yeah. you know that were blowing teams out in the national championship game it, it got to the point where while i didn't really root for usc you're just like oh my god you have to watch because they were just incredible like that's kind of how i feel about alabama it's not the same style you know but um it, it, it's pretty interesting to uh to see how that'll play out i i'm interested to see how um Deshaun Watson does against Nick Saban's defense because, um, well, we don't need to get into that, but it, it should be an interesting game. Well, I, out, I think Alabama will take care of business, though. The college talk, Penn State lost their defensive coordinator, Bob Shoup, uh, took the same position at Tennessee, and James Franklin elevated linebacker coach, and I guess he was actually co-defensive coordinator, yeah, Brent yeah. Pry, who is actually a Pennsylvania boy as well. He grew up in Altoona. He's been with Franklin for the last five years, two at Penn State and three previous at Vanderbilt. He's familiar. This should help with consistency. Um, we'll see if there are any uh, changes to the rest of the staff of who else is brought on, uh, if it impacts recruiting at all, which uh, we've seen. Now, not this specific move, but uh, Penn State's lost, I think, three or four guys already from this class that have been committed to the class of recruiting class right. of 2016 and they've lost them just this past week a four-star defensive tackle decommitted we've lost i believe at least one if not two defensive backs and also one of the specialists I believe, right opened their recruitment up and, over the last you know, uh, three it, or four months it is getting a little like i want to say extreme but you're they are starting to add up some of that comes into play when you start doing the i don't want to say new style but just the next level of recruiting that they're doing now over the last few years however they are losing some some key guys so hopefully they can kind of keep building that um you know we talked about it before the show um winning winning cures all of that if, if they hit if they hit eight or nine wins next year i think everything's still moving in the right direction um won't be easy you know uh based on the schedule they have some on paper what looks like you know a decently tough schedule next year so um you know they'll need to kind of come through but 
I I said I don't know if it's a, an issue of me getting the stats to say what I want them to say. I understand the offense, the um, how how inept the offense was at times led to some of this. But in in the seven games they played, teams that had a winning record this year, so that doesn't count Indiana who lost in the bowl game and you know. Um, and so they ended up with six and seven. So I didn't count them. Um, but basically what happened from there was every, the average score of those, they gave up 31 points in, in the seven games they played teams with a winning record. Um, so when you, when you look at that 31 points, not, that's not a great, that's not the signs of a great defense. And like at, at key times, the defense failed this year, I thought, um, when they needed a stop against Northwestern, they failed. You know, um, it. There were just there were some times where a stop wins the game, and it's right there, and they didn't pull through. And it's not necessarily on the coaching. Like Northwestern, they have the guy in position, he drops an interception, and then they give up. You know, the game winner on that drive. Well, <laughs> that wasn't necessarily on the coaching. But I'm just saying, like the defense this year was good, and I know statistically in some areas they were really good, but I think they weren't. They weren't as good as they were the year before, um, yeah. So I, I don't, I just don't know what that means moving forward. I, I think the defense was more of an unknown this past year than a lot of people think it was. I think people think, oh, it was a great defense. And I think we just saw a lot more of the defense because the offense was terrible. Like that's basically what I thought. You're I think right, it comes. You're, down you're to. right about that. Um, so that's essentially the end of the college football season. Like Justin mentioned just a few minutes ago, the national championship game is tomorrow night. The college football playoff concludes with. Um, one versus two in Clemson and Alabama, and then it is full-on pro football. Um, the college declaration day for underclassmen entering, hoping to enter the draft is all this week as well. Uh, then we'll have uh, NFL draft stuff during the uh, the lead up to the Super Bowl. Then we'll, then we'll have signing day. Then you have the combine. Then uh, NFL uh, next season kicks off in March with free agency, and then then the draft will be end of April, early May. And uh, then you get into the doldrums where football is, goes away um, for most of then, May and all of June and July. And you have the best sports month ever, July. The worst sports month ever. <laughs> but finally, at the end of July, training camps will be back, and then it'll be August, and then here we, here we go again. So. Yeah, that's right. I, I saw someone today, he was talking about his Steelers fan, and he's like, I think I'm going to let my beard grow out until the Steelers lose. basically like a playoff beard uh, for the Steelers. And uh, there's a Dolphins fan sitting there, and I said, "You should, you shouldn't shave until the Dolphins lose, <laughs> because his beard would be ridiculous." <laughs> well, if he would have started that, uh, let's see, you know, mid two thousands, you know, let's just say after two thousand eight, he'd have he would have a huge beard right now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know? but you know, also if someone started this. Uh, Let's say there was an Eagles fan in the fall of oh 1961. Gosh. I was like, you know what? I think I'm not going to shave until the Eagles win a Super Bowl. Well, I guess technically win a Super Bowl then. They're probably dead. Until the, till the <laughs> Eagles win another championship. They're probably buried with that beard. He would be in the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, my. Yeah. Futility. Yeah. All right. So before we dive into the NFL talk, let's give you the contact information. Although I see one of you are already full aware of how to contact us. Uh, but... We have multiple ways that you can interact with us, and Justin has that information for you. Yeah, that. we'd love to have your take on uh, any of the games or you know kind of developments from this weekend. There's plenty to talk about uh, in lots of different ways for these games this weekend. Uh, we'd love to have you call the show. You can use the Maze Standard Shop hotline at 530-563-6297. Again, 530-563-6297. You can also email the show anytime using the Maze Sandwich Shop email inbox at Joe Mays and jraf at gmail.com again Joe Mays and jraf at gmail.com we also have a multitude of Facebook fan pages and Twitter accounts on Facebook you can go to jmnjr radio or the Joe Mays and jraf show on Twitter it's at Joe Mays and jraf at jmn jmnjr underscore radio uh, personally I'm at jmflyer1454 and Mr. Raffoff here is at Mr. Underscore Raffoff. So pretty keep, straightforward for you. I keep waiting for our uh, New England correspondent to hit us up in the mentions on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I'm, we're right. That's a, we need a, we need a Uncle Rich Twitter. Maybe I'll set one up for <laughs> him. Be like... he, and also, I'll just set him up to follow the, the Patriots, us, and maybe Wilson football <laughs> account. That's all he really yeah. needs, right? That's all what he more needs. could he ask for? 
So, all right. So speaking of the contact information, entering the show when we were setting up, we didn't have an email, but as we were getting ready to roll here, we saw an email come in. So why don't we dive right into the May Sandwich Shop email inbox and talk a little bit about Wildcard Weekend, which is obviously our topic this evening. So this one comes from who else? <laughs> Rich in Massachusetts. Uh, okay, so here we go. This is Rich. Well, I know where I'll be next weekend, watching my Patriots while the Dolphins and the Ravens and the Eagles will be out playing golf. I only have one comment on this weekend. You can say that all of the visiting teams were victorious, but you cannot say they all won, because we all know that the Steelers and the Seahawks did not win. The Bengals and Vikings lost their games. So I will now predict that all of the home teams will win next week. Have a good show as usual, Rich. So if that's true, then for the conference championship, we'll see New England in Denver and Arizona in Carolina. Yeah. And honestly, that would be awesome. Like not and um, that's not, not the me New England speaking. part, right? We'll, we'll get into we'll get into the aspect of rooting interest as as we kind of go through some of these, but just in terms of having the ones host the twos in both the, in both conferences uh for Championship Sunday would would be really cool from a football fan standpoint. As a fan with personal vendettas against some teams and homerisms rooting against others and all kinds of stuff, I don't know that it would necessarily work out that way, and I don't think that would surprise our listener, Rich, at all, that I I may not feel that way. However, I can't deny that, and I think he would would agree, um, I I don't – actually, I don't know what would Rich want – to go to Denver, to go to Denver, which means he's not going to a game, like physically going. Or would he want Pittsburgh to come to New England? Like I, I don't know. Um, uh, honestly, I think I'd rather if I'm a Patriots fan right now, looking at who they have to play. I almost feel more confident. Man, that's tough. See, I don't know. I think it, this Pittsburgh weekend you might have changed ma- it. I think well, if everyone's healthy, yeah. I think Pittsburgh's the worst matchup. I agree. But they don't also – going to Denver is rather iffy for, for a lot of teams. Right. And, uh, man, that's a tough call. That's a really tough call. So, Rich, if you're listening, I, we'd like to hear from you. Which would you rather see? Now, we know what he said he thinks going to happen. Right, uh, With right. the games coming up and what, how it's going to play out. But who, does he, who, who would he rather see? Does he want to see New England go to Denver? Or does he want to see the Steelers go to New England? I think it's almost like the opposites in those teams too. Like I think it comes down to it, I'm trying to put myself in in those shoes where New New England's going to score points. Like I, despite what happened in Week 17, like I'm convinced they're going they're going to score points. Now, are you sliding my my Dolphins? <laughs> no, I'm just saying they handed the ball off a lot in that <laughs> game. I don't blame them, but. When I look at it, it just becomes one of those things where do I want to go up against Denver where the defense can be really good? Like, I'm I'm not sold on their defense. Like, their defense is like hit a home they're, – they're like Ryan Howard. They are hit a home run or they are strikeout. Like, that that's basically what the Denver defense is. They've looked incredible and they've looked mediocre. Um, but at the same time – I feel like the Steelers are the opposite. The offense is incredible. The defense, I feel, is mediocre at best. Um, so I I think they provide different, but potentially both challenging matchups for New England. But you have Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, so uh, you have yeah. to like your chances regardless of who you play. Right. Even though they finished the season, what, 2-4, and four, and they look bad yeah. at Week 17... They have the injury questions. I'll believe it when I see it. In the playoffs, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to them because we'll look at the history over the last, what, 15 years? Exactly what I didn't do to the Packers today. Like, I I bought into them struggling. and Now, some of that might be the fact that they got to play the Redskins, but... Yeah, um, I don't necessarily... I don't think this by any means means the Packers are back, but this is what I expected. But in reality, they did look better than they had at any point in the last two months. Like they look now. Here's the thing. Don't I think the Packers are going back to Arizona now, right? Which, which they got housed. Which right? Which sets up an interesting thing because I, I just I find it hard to believe they would get housed again. But Aaron Rodgers almost died last game. Like 
it was it was incredible so um we'll have to wait and see you know again uh rich when, when you hear this even if you don't hear it live i i, I want to know where you are going to which would you prefer would you prefer new england to go to denver or would you prefer pittsburgh to come to new england um okay so anyway um i i think we'll get into that a little bit the home teams uh, when we talk about some of the matchups um yeah you know we'll talk about some of these you know rich alluded to it and and we'll talk about it. uh the road teams went four and oh one of the yeah. one of the points i put on as we were kind of developing the show here um you know electronically uh, earlier today although all four road teams won i don't know that there was an upset there you know well like... it, i of the four i picked three of the four road teams and the only road team i didn't pick was the one that should have lost now you could also say that the steelers should have lost as well but i picked the chiefs dealers and packers to win which they all did i also picked the vikings to win which they should have won yes they should so i feel as though i'm four no i'm gonna take a moral victory you, on you that you do one. that you do that <laughs> see so, i i went i bought in on the redskins because i thought the packers just didn't have it and I thought the Redskins would win in There's... an uglier game. Um, well, the, ugl- the Redskins held up their bargain on the ugly part. Uh, the Packers just failed to, to meet them on that. There are two things that I like to look at in the playoffs. And if I and if I look at them, the only game that I didn't go by those rules is the game that I lost. One, what have you done for me lately in the playoffs? Well, I can't say much about the Chiefs or Texans because neither of them have been in the playoffs all that often, or if they have, they've been pretty futile. I think the Chiefs haven't been in about five years. I think they lost to the Ravens in the the, first round. No, they they were up huge on the Colts two years ago, and then they lost. Andy Reid's first year in Kansas City. But, I mean, as much as I wanted to see the Texans do well, there was no way I was picking against them or picking them because I just thought the Chiefs were on – they won 10 in a row. Right. Steelers, Bengals – in a harder division, right? Oh, the, the, the second one is: What have you done for me lately, or have you played in the playoffs? Do I do you get the benefit right. of the doubt? And the other one is: Take the better quarterback. Well, I'm taking Alex Smith over Brian Hoyer. As much as I like Brian Hoyer, they need an upgrade there, and we'll get to that when we talk about that game a little more. Steelers, Bengals. Andy Dalton wasn't playing. He's having a great year, but he hasn't played now in over a month. So you took Ben Roethlisberger so over AJ McCarron. Went with Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> over AJ McCarron, and also the Bengals. Haven't won a playoff game in the last their last seven tries, not counting this game. So now it's eight. Uh, so Roethlisberger and Steelers. Yeah, no, I know the Steelers lost to the Ravens last year, but I mean predominantly, which was I've Joe Flacco and uh, who is also a Super I've Bowl seen winner. the Steelers win a, win a playoff game in my lifetime. Right. I'm not sure I've literally <laughs> seen a Bengals team win a playoff game in my lifetime. So I went with the Steelers there. The most recent game that just ended, Packers-Redskins. I haven't seen the Redskins win a playoff game in a long time. I've seen the Packers win a playoff game in a long time, and I'm sorry, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers over Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Now, the one that I went astray on, which I sh- I should have been right, but, man, kickers. <laughs> you love but kickers. But when you, when you come down to it, as much as I love Teddy Bridgewater, and I think he's going to be a good quarterback, yeah. Russell Wilson is the better quarterback. Mm-hmm. Even, not with, even if you look at this game, he didn't have a great game. But they ended up still winning, and he was it's minus six to that. without the windshield. I'll give him. Yeah, I'll give everyone a pass on not putting up huge numbers in the game. And also, same thing. What? If, well, the Seahawks have been the last two Super Bowls, so they know how to win in the playoffs. Yeah. Now I thought I, you know, I didn't go with my 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 rules there on this one, and I thought I, I was going to get lucky. That when you, and then, yeah. uh, so if I would have stuck with always going by those those rules, they're kind of more guidelines than rules. So yeah. that's why I didn't stick to it. Which all is the why way. they don't work. Right. <laughs> Sometimes, no, I have the same thing. Like I, I use the things, then I go against it, and it comes back to bite me. So yeah. So, uh, but anyways, let's start with the first game from yesterday, which was the the evening game in Houston, Kansas City traveling to the Texans. Kansas City was actually the five seed despite winning their last ten and going eleven and five. They had to travel to the AFC South Division champs, the Houston Texans. And it was not pretty. No. They literally ran back the opening kickoff 106 yeah. yards for it a touchdown. It started like that, and they could have not stopped scoring there. Right. And then I think they kicked two field goals in, in, the, third, or in, sorry, in the second quarter. So it's 13 nothing. You're like, man, the Texans could get a break well, but here. But one touchdown, like we saw right. Seahawks-Vikings, one right. touchdown changes things. And then they, they get a get touchdown it. in the third quarter. So now all of a sudden, Uh-oh. you're like, it's 20 to nothing, and the Texans can't do anything. And Brian Hoyer is throwing two guys in the wrong color jersey over and over and over again. And then the Chiefs get 10 more in the 
in the fourth quarter and end up winning 30 to nothing. And honestly, in the second half, I don't know that it was that close. Like it, it was, it was bad. Um, Brian Hoyer probably played himself out of uh, having a chance, job. having a chance to return as the starter, well, even though he's not necessarily the long-term solution there. I think he, he played himself out here. It, it kind of came full circle because he played like this in week one and got pulled for Ryan Mallett. And then O'Brien so, said, I probably hung on to him too long, but, or I probably pulled him too quick in week one. And, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, Hoyer's stat line. He had four interceptions. 15 of 34. So less than 50% completion right. percentage. 136 yards for zero touchdowns and four interceptions. Yeah, and and that, I think he had two fumbles. One that yeah, they recovered, but I think he had a fumble that they didn't recover as well. And the Chiefs stats don't stand out to you because no. Alex Smith didn't hit 200 yards, although he was but efficient. But 17 of 22. He, he had one pick. One touchdown and and rushers no rushers rush for seventy more yards, oh. but when you have special teams scoring and your defense playing like that, right. you're going to beat a lot of teams in this league. Yeah. So thirty to nothing, Chiefs over Texans. I think that was expected. Like of yeah. all the games this weekend, I thought that that was the easiest one to pick. You know, as much as I didn't want to doubt the I, Texans, I honestly thought the Steelers was easier, even though. It, it probably shouldn't have been, but See, I thought it was. because of the rivalry aspect, even though they had McCarron, I thought that that was going to be exactly the way we're going to talk talk about it in a few minutes. Um, but, yeah, Chiefs-Texans. I would have liked to see the Texans put up a little bit more resistance, make it a little bit more respectable, but the Chiefs have just been playing so yeah. well. Brian Hoyer did have two fumbles, one that they recovered. But four interceptions, two fumbles? That's, that's not going to win you too many games. That's a bad game. Yeah, that's not going to win you too many games. Yeah, so. so not the way they wanted to start it off. Um, and then we went to, uh, you know, we we go to kind of the extreme opposite here. It, it was a miserable weather in, in Cincinnati. It was raining. It's cold. Um, I think that's among the worst when it's like 40 degrees and raining. Yeah. that That's like the worst weather. Yeah, it would be better if it's 10 degrees colder and snowing at that point to me. Um and like you, you kind of referred to it. it. It's a rivalry game that got out of control a m- less than a month ago. Well, we saw. I was going to say, what was it? Four or five weeks ago, we saw the oh. same thing happen when the Steelers. Is that that's the game that Dalton got injured, right? Yeah. So Dalton yeah. got injured in that game. So the Steelers again taking out a Bengals quarterback. I don't. And by taking out, I don't mean that they no. literally were like he threw a pick and him. tried to tackle. Him right. And yeah. I mean, these things thumb. happen. Uh, but. Bengals go on, hold on, win the division. Steelers sneak in at the six seed because the Jets choked. And here we are, Steelers-Bengals again. McCarron, and then for part of the game, we actually saw Landry Jones because Ben Roethlisberger got And they hurt, actually got gave, they actually gave, like, they went the baseball style here and gave both teams warnings, essentially, before the before game starts. Before the game, yeah, you're right. That doesn't happen in football. Like, yeah, they talk they call about it, it a like, no-fly zone right, in yeah. pregame warm-up, yeah. warm-ups. They didn't want yeah. people getting close to each other. Right. Well, because you have Ste- like Steelers talking about, <laughs> yeah, Steelers talking about how they don't like, you know, the Bengals and right. Bengals calling out certain Steelers and stuff. Like, right. they don't just don't like each other. Right. And, uh, I mean, this – it got really bad back in back a decade ago with Carson Palmer when Kima von Olhoffen rolled into Palmer towards ACL, and that kind of ended the little mini surge the Bengals had because then no. Carson Palmer ended up leaving. They had a couple down years, but then they ended up – Dalton and A.J. Green things started to come together. Now the Bengals have been in the, the playoffs now for what – how many straight years Five. now? Five straight years. Yeah. Now, they haven't won a single one of those, yeah. but they've been in the playoffs five straight years. Uh, so we get to this game. The first half wasn't that bad in terms of the chippiness no, to talk sloppy. about. It, I mean, it was sloppy. It was poorly played. It great defensive efforts, big yeah. hits, uh, swarming to the ball. Defenses looked good, but the offenses couldn't do anything. And Now, I know the Steelers are down to their fourth and fifth string running backs, but, but I think the, they had, at one point in the third quarter, I think they had like 159 rushing. Oh yeah, yards. the like rushing were, game was not yeah, the problem yeah. yesterday, not at all. Um, they couldn't. They were struggling to get their guys open against the Bengals, which the Bengals secondary can be solid, um, especially if they're getting a pass rush up front, which they were. Um, but yeah, in the second half, so the Steelers were the only one that scored because at halftime, I, I remember reading the tweet. Somebody's like, "I've watched five hours of football today and only." Or no, sorry. The Steelers didn't score till the second quarter. I think it was You're nothing. Right. Yeah, it was. And somebody tweeted at one point, "I've watched five hours of football today, and only one team has scored," um, because 
yeah, the uh, Houston did not score their entire game, and the uh, Steelers and Bengals did not score in the first quarter. Now the Steelers did score in the second quarter, um, and they started. You know, it looked like I think they were up fifteen nothing. And they went up, yeah. They went up nine nothing. Then they scored, right. but didn't get um right, the, the two, two point points. Conversion. So they were up fifteen, so up 15 nothing. nothing. And at that point, you're I honestly, I said to my wife, a Steelers fan, I don't know that the Steelers or that the Bengals can overcome this. Like, could they score sixteen points? Yes. Are they going to hold the Steelers to fifteen when they like and score the sixteen? I'm like, no. Well, and. I mean, it almost happened. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yes, they can, right. sort of. Maybe. She went. She went to sleep. <laughs> yeah, the funny thing is, I went to bed and uh, ended up getting up a little bit later and and catching the end of the game. Right. right. Um, but it wasn't just so. I went to bed when it was. I think it had just become fifteen to seven, or was it fifteen to six? Well, I forget. Did they get six? 15, they kicked it. Right. So it was fifteen uh, seven. I think that's when I went to sleep. Okay. So when I woke up later. AJ Green had just scored the touchdown to put them up 16 to 15. Right. And I was like, oh my gosh. Right. And now, a couple of things had already happened. The big one that kind of started things downhill was Ryan Shazier uncorking on yeah. Giovanni Bernard. Now, a couple of things came up about this. Um, first, the defenseless part of it, because. Per the NFL rules, and this was explained by the, uh, you know, those officials that they bring in to talk right. about it. Once he kind of make like the old school, he didn't say this, but to me it was basically a football move right. where he turned to face the defender. He's yeah. no longer considered defenseless. Right. So that wasn't going to draw a flag for that part of it. You know, you're Correct. not going to tell the defender, you got to wait till he's ready to hit him. Right. That was not going to draw a flag. The problem that most people had was that he hit he, part of the helmet. Right. And he lowered his head to do it. And he launched himself with, and he lowered his head so that his crown of the helmet. So it was almost like spearing, right? Um, and I heard another guy, not the guy that was on the broadcast on CBS, say it was spearing. They didn't call it, but it was spearing. It's not hitting the defenseless receiver. Right. He, he made it clear it wasn't because he had become the runner by the rule, which also in turn meant he had possession of the ball and it was a fumble. Right. Um, but okay. So he caught the ball, turns, has possession, fumbles because he got knocked out. He got, yeah, I mean he was he, he, literally he, unconscious. Right. So you could see when he right. was falling, he just went. Limp. One of the things that I did not know happened. Honestly, I didn't know it until this morning. That while they're tending to Giovanni Bernard, uh, Shazier and another Pittsburgh linebacker are dancing on the 50-yard line on the Bengals symbol, like celebrating. Oh, I didn't as, see that. I did not know that till this morning. I saw them celebrating the touchdown, which didn't end up being a touchdown. Right. I, what I saw was them on the back at midfield dancing and, and kind of celebrating. Did not did not go over well. No, well, I would <laughs> right. think. Right. <laughs> and then you start, it, it, it goes on. Actually, there was something in the first half. Mike Munchak oh, yeah. got into it with, with uh, oh, Reggie Nelson. Yeah, Reggie Nelson like pulled his hair, pushed him, like all that stuff. Got a flag. Oh man. Yeah, it's just stuff you don't see every day. Right, right. <laughs> Coaches and players involved. And, and to sum it up, we haven't gotten to all the stuff yet. But no, to sum we it up, when somebody goes, when when Mike Munchak, an assistant coach for the Steelers, pulling the hair and, and getting into it with a player on the other team is overlooked is the 12th craziest thing to happen in the game. <laughs> it was that a crazy how game. the game goes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> things started to get hot after that Ryan Shazier right, unloading right. on Giovanni Bernard. It should have been flagged to me. I think yep. it should have been flagged, not for the defenseless part, but because right. of the spearing aspect it, of it. That is the play that the NFL needs to get rid of like that. Not, not the brushing the quarterback's face mask or, you know, oh, or, right, yeah. or helmet or, any hard hit on the quarterback like that's not what needs to be taken out what needs to be taken out is just drilling well, the guy in the helmet with your helmet when the he had issue no chance have with this is that you see this the the you probably see it over exaggerated in college football yeah under enforced in the nfl in college football he's thrown college out. football we he's out of the game. i think at least once a week we hear someone getting thrown out for uh oh, for they easy. call what targeting targeting and and they can review it, but they still like get penalized. I actually I think they might have changed that, but like 
It, people are getting injected who shouldn't in college. If this was in college, Ryan Shazier would have been gone. I think it might have been Ross Tucker that sent the tweet out. Like He's like, it's it's an un- unacceptable standard for the NFL that it is. And it's funny because in this case, it didn't actually go that way. But in the NFL, the standard for this rule basically is when in doubt, call it. He's like, that's you can't have it that way. And that, that's basically what it's become. They're asking officials on a lot of these calls to call what you think you saw. You know, not... And that's... I know a lot of officials who will always say, like, you can't call what you don't see. You can only call the things that you actually see. Whether you think it's happening, you can't call it on that. You know, you can't say, oh, well, I thought he was holding him. That's not going to hold up. You know, if you see him holding, you throw the five for holding. You know, right. now... They didn't call the defense's receiver, which is what Ross Tucker was talking about there. But there's it no doubt in my mind. Like right, no, and it wasn't. But there's no doubt in my mind that that's the type of play. And everybody's like, well, you can't get it out of the box. You know, he wasn't running inside the tackles. This wasn't in the line and, you know, strut. this was out in space. And there was, like, he could have very easily well, what made it- just put it in his chest, like, even with his helmet or his shoulder in his chest. And he still probably is needs trainer's attention because he would he was getting leveled either way, but he's not unconscious. What made it so egregious was that, and this is bad for Shazier too. He lowered his head, right? Like he literally hit him with the top of his helmet, right, right into the face mask and ear right. hole, and came up shoulder pad right. and like up into that. Not just yeah, it's not just bad for what happens to the person who's getting hit. Shazier dangerous been paralyzed. For, right. That's dangerous for the person who's hitting. Like, we teach that, you know, I talk about my middle school coaching all the time. Like, one of the things we, like, if you're looking at the ground, well, one, not only are you probably not going to make the tackle, you're going to hurt yourself. Right. And that's the the biggest thing you have to avoid. you got to see where you're tackling. So, that's what started all this. So, then, I think it might have been. Which also plays into a big factor that a lot of people are are missing later on. But I'll, I'll, I'll come back to that when we get there. Now, I, I don't remember exactly okay. the, the chain of events, but... So, the Steelers do they score, nothing with they Landry Jones. Nothing. It's well, 16 Wait, we didn't get to Roethlisberger getting okay. hurt. Okay. I, I couldn't right. remember right. If, if the Steelers recovered the fumble from Bernard, but I can't remember if they kicked the field goal on that drive or if they scored a touchdown. I think... No, they because they were stuck at 15. So, they're stuck at 15. All right, well, then... Roethlisberger hit Martavis Bryant on an incredible catch, which right. I know people, and probably by the rule of, of football, that probably shouldn't have been ruled a catch. But I love that it was, because right. to me, that was a catch. Right. So you've probably seen the highlight by now. It's incredible. One, an yes. awesome catch. And for a second, let's just remember this with Clemson playing in the college football playoff. A few years ago, Clemson's wide receiver core was DeAndre Hopkins, right. Sammy Watkins, and Martavis Bryant. Yeah. Think about that. Right. That that's insane. Now, obviously, they all are at different points right. uh, in their collegiate career, but they were all on the roster at Clemson at one time. So Pittsburgh is up fifteen nothing. Well, one of these plays deep in Pittsburgh territory, uh, Vontae's perfect, who's one of the guys that kind of he, has been riled up. The and said he the hated most. the Steelers. Public right? enemy number one for the Steelers. He he makes a good legal hit on Roethlisberger. Takes him to the turf. He falls on his shoulder. Like I said last night, he, he looked like he got Romo'd. So, yeah. One of the things I did see today, and again, it could be angles and edits making it look worse than it was. A perfect, like, kicking it the shoulder. It did look like he kicked the shoulder as he's getting up. Now, what what the video I saw, it was of mine, and it cut off as like right after know, he I made the contact. Too. So I literally could not tell. Was he Because he, he did rip the ball up and him? walk over yeah. him. Or was he just giving him the shot? I, I feel... And part of me wants to believe, oh, he was just getting over it. Right. But However... Because you can't give him the benefit of the doubt. No, he has lost that. I feel that. like it would have been worse. I, I feel like if it was that much intent or it made a difference, Ben would have said something. Right. Like, I feel like if it... I feel or, like, like, got up in his face, like, at right, that point Right, and like, what are you doing? Right. Like, a lot more colorful or language, shove him I'm or sure. something. Um, so... Roethlisberger, it looks like he may have broken his collar. That's what my first That's thought what was. I thought, I thought too. he broke his collar. That's what I thought. So he gets up, walks off the field. Landry Jones comes in. They cart Ben off. Bengals fans throwing beer at him. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> but 
My only thought to that, and you know probably where I'm going with if this. If this happened in Philadelphia. The world would have ended. That would have been the lead story. Not who won the games, not who lost the games. That would have been the lead story as Philadelphia fans go crazy. So, Ben leaves. Randy Instead, Jones the headline is probably, Philadelphia fans were at Steelers-Bengals game. <laughs> yeah, Philly fans throw beer at Bengals-Steelers game. Uh, Landry Jones comes in, the Steelers do nothing. The Bengals start to fight back. They get all these points and whatnot. Um, they make the game interesting. They take the lead. Ben decides to come back in. And things start to get interesting because Jeremy Hill fumbles. Well, so on Landry Jones' last possession, there's like a minute and 40 seconds left or something like that. He throws a pick. Ah, yes. And the Bengals are at the edge of field goal range already. They run first down. So a pick by Landry Jones. First down, uh, Jeremy Hill, who is who has fumbling problems, but is in the game because Giovanni Bernard probably still doesn't remember where he is. Concussed. Right. So the the hands guy on, on offense is out because he got knocked out on what should have been a flag earlier. Now, Jeremy Hill, all he has to do is protect the ball, gets six yards, gets the ball ripped out and fumbles. And at that point, that's when I use this line with with our our friend Adam, because we we told him I've seen this movie before. Yeah, you, you knew at that point. Now that's some of me being the pessimist here, but it works so well. I knew, I knew at that point. I knew honestly because when Ben went out, I think I texted you. I don't know. I might have texted someone else. It might have been the college friends. Uh, more Big Ben injury drama or no, something. No, you like did that. send that to because, me. Because look, he is tough. But there's nobody that gets hurt more than Ben Roethlisberger. Like, seriously, he's hurt all the time. And they're like, he, they're hoping he can play. There is no way he doesn't play next week. None. Not a chance. Uh, the reports now are they think he has a dislocated shoulder. I, I still don't care. If he can throw the ball five yards, which is all he really threw on the last drive, he's going to play next week. There's no doubt in my mind. However. That's not going to get it done. Right. So now Ben comes in. Ben so he sat out game. a couple possessions, which at that point you're like, well, if he could go. Because that one possession, they were down. Like the possession where Landry Jones threw the pick, they were, they were down. So you're like, with under two minutes. So you figured that has to be it. You know, he can't go. Well, he comes in, throws nothing like past the line right. of scrimmage. They're slowly moving down, right. but they're running but, out of time. And they used their last time out with 18 seconds or with 25 seconds left or something. And they're still, it would be a, it would be a 65-yard field goal at this point. So then there's a play over the middle. Um I don't know, and 10 to 15 yards, I can't remember. The best description I heard was it basically what looked like a play out of the longest yard. Right. Like, and, and honestly, it really did. Roethlisberger threw a ball towards Antonio Brown, who was coming across the middle. And he had a, a defenseman, a defender on him. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think he was going to be able to catch the pass. He was moving from right to left with a defender on his inside hip. And Vontae's perfect came in and... I mean, he targeted the head. Shoulder and helmet. To Antonio Brown's Brown. helmet. He looked like a crash test dummy, His the way his head snapped around. like it was. And he spun with his arms out and everything. Yeah. So right there was a huge penalty. Yeah. 15, 15 yards. yards. So well, all of a sudden now, now it's like a 50-yard field goal, well, roughly. And the teams at that are chi- – now they're going right. at and, each other. Yeah, you know, the benches are – They essentially see it as payback for what right. Shazir did to Bernard, which – there was, I, to me, there was no intent there. No. It was a stupid play. It should have been flagged, but he wasn't trying to do that. Right. Perfect was trying to do that. Yeah, and he didn't have to. Right. Like Shazier was the only guy out there. He had to make the tackle on Bernard, or Bernard gets probably like thirty, forty yards. Now, Vontae's yeah. Perfect has been here before. He's right. done a lot of questionable things. He's been fined he a lot. Knocked Le'Veon Bell He's out. He's not the and smartest he cheered person about it. And... He was essentially kicked off the Arizona State squad. He has first, second-round talent. He went undrafted for a reason, folks. Right, right. And it's one of the – that and Adam Jones, who we'll get to in a second, is one of the reasons that people are, are at time, at least knee-jerk reaction following the actions during the game, were saying that Marvin Lewis should be fired. Right. Um, so now, like you said, now it's a 50-yard field. It's still long, and in those conditions, and in the tough. rain, like, yeah. Well, the teams are going at each other. <laughs> Joey Porter, a coach of the Steelers, is out on the field amongst a bunch of Bengals. Right. Who are yelling at the officials to get Joey Porter off the field. Yeah. Legitimately. 
Right. Joey Porter's going to get fined for right. being He's on the field. He's not allowed to be out there. But Adam Jones, Adam Pacman Jones, gets a personal foul as a result. Yeah. Moving it up another 15 yards. And becomes a 35-yard field. field goal. So 30 yards of penalties without any time going off the clock, changing it from a 60-some yarder to a 35-yarder. And like you said, we've seen this story before. Right. The Steelers, who have had kicking problems all year, now most of it was at the beginning, and we've seen kickers miss kicks today alone. But Chris Boswell, 35-yard field goal, good. Steelers win, 18-16. And people on Twitter and on Facebook and watching the game, people were losing their mind. I I saw this. Somebody goes, this tells you the state of this loss. Is it better to be a Browns fan or a Bengals fan? And I saw Browns fans in saying... You know, you can throw that out there all you want because the Cleveland sports thing is a crap show. But but the Browns have won a playoff game more recently than the Bengals. They were they were pointing that out. And honestly, it's better to be the Browns. That's gut wrenching the way the, the Bengals lost. So the Bengals have now lost eight consecutive playoff games. The Bengals have come out and at least sources say that Marvin Lewis Seven is. Seven of safe. those eight are with Marvin Lewis. Right. They say Marvin Lewis is safe. Now, well, he had a built-in excuse going into this playoff season right. because Andy Dalton right. wasn't there. But then with the, the way, way they, they didn't have the Bengals under control, a lot of people were saying that goes to the head coach, the coaching staff. I, that's on them. Right. Now, I did see, and I feel like this is a fair point. There, And it's kind of two points here. First of all, Mike Brown, I think it's Mike. Yes. But Mike Brown is the owner and GM. He's the guy that brings these guys in. A lot of people said that when they brought them in, Marvin Lewis didn't want Pac-Man. He didn't want Vontez Burfecht. Like, but he has no choice and no say. Okay. You're you know, you're know the coach. You do the day-to-day stuff. That's fine. You still have to control The them. other part is, he goes, who exactly? So you're telling me these guys are on the team, which I get. Who, and they say, who exactly does control Pac-Man? And Vontez. Like, they're like, name anyone. They're like, it's not going to end well. They would get cut from other teams because of the way coaches would be trying to, like, you know, if he's playing in New England and gets benched, right, he, he's going to get cut. Belichick's going to cut him. But that's not the situation here because the guy who brings him in is the owner. And right. the owner's saying, no, we, we need this guy. You make it work. And I also understand, like, you're not going to take perfect out. He had the pick on Landry Jones. Like, He's your best defensive player. You're not going to be like, oh, we're not going to play. We're he gonna, literally we're ran that play football without back to right. his locker room. We're, we're going to play we're And then play someone without. said, ironically, if you would have stayed there, they might have won the game. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, and it's not like he's telling them. It's not like he's even just being passive on it. You know Marvin Lewis is telling these guys, don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. But we all know people who it doesn't matter what you tell them. It does not matter. They're going to lose their cool. And we all know people, I, I, I say that, we've both played team sports where you know there's somebody where it's like, man, I just hope they don't get in that guy's head because as good as he is, he, he's a mental midget. That's the word we use now kind of as coaches. Mental midgets. Oh, you, you can circle and, games on the schedule. And there are mental midgets, and you know... Um, yeah, I I won't say them right now, but guys yeah. I played guys I played with in high school in some things, you just knew that come certain times they just it wasn't going to get done. Uh, or if I had to bet, they they were going to fold under the pressure, and by fold I mean lose their cool or not make the the, the right. play they need to make stuff like that. So it's just one of those things where <sighs> Bengals found a way to hand the game to refer back to Rich's email. <laughs> they handed the game to the Steelers. However, the Steelers. Roethlisberger's hurt. Um, Antonio Brown was knocked out. Um, has concussion concussion protocol. I don't know when is that Denver game going to be. Has that been released? Yeah, yet? they were announced. I have it written down here because that could be huge uh, if the Denver game is Saturday instead of Sunday. Like I don't, I don't the know. The Steelers Broncos game is the last game. Is the last game Sunday, on Sunday? Sunday. Evening. See, that's a big. That's that an one day, day could be the difference for whether Antonio Brown can play or not. I think if Antonio Brown is out and Ben is hurt they're they could be in trouble but again th- we're going to see the broncos defense what what broncos defense are we going to see the league's best defense or the team that like only puts up st- you know statistically good but struggles when when it matters at times down the stretch i, I don't know we're, we're gonna have to see because 
I'll believe Ben is hurt when he plays like crap, which it, it I, I just don't, again, I've seen this movie. How many times has Ben been hurt and, and comes back and, you know, and it looked like he tore his ACL earlier this year yeah, and he missed two weeks. Like, I'll believe it when I see it. And that sounds like a knock, but I mean, he, he's, he's a great quarterback, but I'm just saying like, there's all these drama around his injuries. Like, I'll believe it when I see it. So they're going to take on Denver, and I, I really don't know how so I feel about that the game. game got out of control, and people want to play the blame game. You know, is it on Marvin Lewis? Should he be fired? Mm-hmm. I don't believe that. Right. Was it on the refs? I, see, no, th- they, this is a they tight were calling flags. Walk. They were throwing flags. They are saying, well, they should have been There should have been a flag. There should have been a on flag on Joey Porter. And, well, on the Bernard hit. Right, right. But, you know, they want to say, well, you should have thrown these people out. When was out. the last time you saw a spearing penalty, though? And what, how often do NFL players get kicked out of games? Right. Not Unless you throw often. a punch. Right. But Odell Beckham threw punches and didn't and get didn't, thrown yeah. out. So, like, they – and I – it's just such a tight – and I don't want to blame either of them. No. Well, you know who there is to blame? The players. Vontez Perfect. Right. And Pac-Man Jones. How about you don't act like mental midgets? Right. Okay? And and this is one thing I want to touch on because I had gotten a text from my dad, but now he actually joins us on the May Sandwich Shop Hotline. All right. So we're going to welcome in – uh, Bill from Sinking Spring. I'm sure he's calling about the Steelers Bengals game. So, what do you have for us? Hey guys, how you doing? Good, uh, good. I have to say that uh, you know the other three games, other than the Steelers game, I enjoy watching football. I did not enjoy the Steelers games towards the end because uh, I just think it gives uh, the whole NFL a black eye, uh, and I really feel. Uh, I I don't blame the officiating. I thought they tried their best to keep that game under control, and because everybody knew what was going to happen, because they even had them at the midfield so- before the game even started and everything. But uh, I really feel that the NFL needs to come down with this. You know, you do some of these hits like these guys get. There's no pe- just a 15-yard penalty. They are ejected, and if it means missing the next game, so be it. Because, you know, it's just one of the reasons I don't, uh, I'm not a big baseball fan is I don't agree with, okay, you hit our guy, so we're going to beam you the next time in the head. It, you know, I don't agree with this stuff. Let's play the game of football. Uh, you know, this trying to hurt somebody else to take them out is baloney, if you want to use that word for it. But I just, you know, it just got out of hand. And, you know, to hurt people like that, it just, makes no sense to me at all so i'll get off and you can maybe agree disagree or whatever but i just think i hung up on him <laughs> that was my fault i hit i hit the wrong button so sorry right. for cutting him a little right. short but I, I completely agree with him uh like i mean it's, the, it's a turn off the completely. only way i feel it was mishandled on the officiating end is the administration of it how does Dean Blandino or whoever makes the call send the same referee who worked the game uh, less right. than a month ago that got out of control? Now I know it's an all-star crew, right? It's a conglomerate. But how how do you send that that guy right back into this who had issues before? Right, like yeah. now, but, I know they were kind of blindsided with it last time, which they shouldn't have been because the tweets in public right. it was you know public well, they should have definitely again. known this time, right? And and they did because they had, but how do they not send a different crew there? You know, I I just I don't get that. That's, but again, I think we said it, and I think Bill kind of alluded to it. We agree, it's it's on the players. Now I don't agree that they should just that you have the automatic ejections because I feel that's where college has gone wrong with a lot of well, this I stuff think, is the automatic I, I think the way to do that is almost like if you get flagged for hits on a defenseless receiver, spearing, you know, any of those egregious ones. I think that has to You be... get flagged once, and then the rest of the year you do it again, Well, see, I think, I think every one of those needs to be a reviewable play. Not like coaches challenge play, like... They right. need to if be you're going to throw someone out because of their actions, not yes. not the easy ones, you know, right. the punches and no, stuff. No, like no, that. no. But if you have someone, which who, they are allowed to review, right? <laughs> if you have someone who is targeting for the second time, right, and you have to throw them out, you should take the thirty seconds to walk over and make See, sure that you get it to right. To me, the way I think you get it done is you start having significant fines for players, coaches, and owners. Right, make everyone accountable. At that accountable. point, That'll... when you start finding Mike Brown, the entire organization, he's not signing Vontez Perfect. Right, he's not signing Pac-Man Jones. But by the way, when you come down to it, 
the irony of guys who have made it's not irony, but the you know guys who have had made incredibly questionable decisions repeatedly make poor decisions that cost your team a game. You know now, you know Pac Man to the counts that I know is long removed from those you know le- that level of poor decision making that he had early in his career that almost ended his career, but the pattern is still there you know you, you can't just change all of that and they they folded they folded under the pressure yep. you know um i i just it's unfortunate i don't think marvin lewis should lose his job um and it doesn't look like he will um it'll be interesting to see cuz both the coaching uh, the uh, coordinators there could get head coaching jobs somewhere else right yeah hugh jackson um, is supposedly the front runner for the 49ers job and the defensive coordinator. Oh, no, I'm not going to remember his name. It looks like just a regular average yeah, guy. No, I can't remember his <laughs> name, of course. But yeah. But, but anyway, yeah, they're both up for jobs and right. could very well get the jobs. Um, so we spent a lot of time talking Bengals Steelers. We spent the whole show talking about that. So a quick rundown here to wrap things up for the wildcard weekend. The Six City Seahawks went to the NFC North champion Vikings, and it was very cold. It was, I think, like minus four Did at you kickoff. See the it former, dropped to minus six. Like the former Vikings coach yeah. walk out for the kickoff Just in a polo, polo shirt. Yeah, he's good to go. Somebody um, goes, I'm not sure he was trying to show how tough he was with walking out there, but it's like, but that's what he did. Yeah. <laughs> there was no offense for essentially the entire game. The final score was 10-9 Seahawks. And it all comes down to an immense choke by Blair Walsh, who oh. had hit three and was perfect. I mean, I think literally the one that put them up 9 nothing, the commentator said that it was a perfect field goal. Right. And it was. It was like a 43-yarder. It was right down the middle. Yeah. No issues whatsoever. And I know they started making a big deal about the laces all the time. When you're that close, closer no, than extra no. point length. If it would, if you would have missed one of the long ones, okay. And and Blair Walsh owned it, and I feel awful. Well, and for the him. team backed him right. up too. Right, I feel we bad win and for lose him. as a team. Right, and you know some some people were making a big deal out of the coach saying like, no, he's got to make that. It's a chip shot. Well, yeah, he does. That's the, that's truth. the truth. Like that that's doesn't what, change. Literally, what he's being paid that doesn't to do. change the fact that we win and lose as a right. team. We but, still support yes, him. He. The coach will also say Adrian Peterson has to hold on to the right. ball he and not fumble. fumble. I, I know he fumbled once. Did he fumble twice? I don't think so. Okay, I I, I, I I was listening on the radio and then I saw it on TV. So like I, it was a little um, disjointed for me that, that game. So I know he fumbled once, but that set up, you know, that was like at a key time um, for the Seahawks. So again, Seahawks doing it again. You know, and honestly, even when they didn't, they weren't looking good at halftime. They, they looked like they didn't have a shot last year in the NFC Championship game and came back and won in the fourth quarter. Yeah, wow. So Seahawks are kind of, I'm going to believe it when I see it. So that, interesting thing, Seahawks, they play Carolina next week. Um, and I don't know if that's Saturday um, uh, or, or no, Sunday. No, it's Sunday. It's the early okay. Sunday game. So they play on Sunday. Um Do they go back west and then come east again? Or do they, you know, I, I don't I don't know. I think, actually, I think technically, I don't know if they're east or west of the Mississippi. I thought that's how Pete Carroll made his decision, um, because if they're east of the Mississippi, ah, he you. stays. If they're west, they don't. Um, I think but, they're west. Right. I think it's just west because it's like on the Mississippi. Right. But um, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. That's a lot of travel for them, um, and this is one of those taxing ones. You stand out. For four hours in, in minus twenty five with wind chill, that that takes a toll. Yeah. Less of a toll when you win, though. Yes. So Packers, Redskins, a five seed against a four seed. The Redskins won the NFC East. The Packers were the best wild card team. This one went as I expected because I just I wasn't impressed by the Redskins. Anymore. Doesn't it surprise me at all? But I thought I just didn't think the Packers were good enough to win it. But like I said at the top of the show, what have you done for me lately? Yeah. Who's the better quarterback? Packers got it done um, relatively easily no. uh so they're gonna move on and you made a note here do road team wins are they upsets because we saw all the road team wins and honestly i don't i don't think they were i know the packers were a one point favorite um well, yeah and when you look at the line you can tell things too but i mean right. i look at it just because you won the division doesn't mean you're better than some of no, the wild especially teams. the teams that won like kansas city Kansas City won a ton, like yeah, yeah. Like this week, I don't think road teams winning is necessarily an upset. In in as a matter of fact, I would say for some of the games, like the Redskins winning would 
to me would still have been an upset because I don't I don't know. Even though I picked them, I don't think they were necessarily as good as the Packers, so, yeah, especially looking back at it now. upset to me is but, who do I think is the better team, and am right. I surprised they lost? The only, I, and, and this I can't weekend, say, you're not going to get those I'm not matchups. surprised with any of the ones that lost. If four road teams win next weekend, that, it's the first time it ever happened this in wildcard weekend. I assume it would be the first time it happens next weekend as well if all won. the road teams won. Yeah. If you had both ones and both twos lose, that has that can't have happened before. Right. Like, <laughs> so the so we already lost four division champions right. are gone. Now we knew it was more than likely that the four seeds in each conference because they were definitely the weakest. Honestly, of the it bunch. sets up it sets up better better next games. I think. But you're probably right. So we have the fifth seeded Chiefs going to the two seeded Patriots next week. Injuries are a big one in that one. The Chiefs lost wide receiver Jeremy Macklin, although it was only a high ankle sprain. It was not a, a knee tear. Uh, his status is up in the air. The Patriots, we know Edelman and a lot of their alignment are expected back. They've really struggled the last few weeks of the season. They lost their final two and four of their last six. They looked out of it on offense. They haven't gotten defensive stands when they need it. So Chiefs at Patriots is the first game Saturday evening up in Foxborough. Then the NFC game that night is the fifth-seeded Packers at the second-seeded Cardinals. And they just met in Week 16. And as Justin mentioned, Green Bay absolutely destroyed – or excuse me, Arizona absolutely crushed the Packers – 38 to 8 and it wasn't that close and i thought no, aaron Rodgers was gonna die arizona was all over them so i don't know it, here's the thing though i feel like that's i feel like that's too obvious of a pick going into this one now you know like i feel like just they crushed them the packers can't get crushed twice right. but that doesn't mean they win like i, I don't i don't know right i don't I know feel, what well, to think and i that. think the the great um parallel is the viking seahawks game the seahawks crushed the vikings what five weeks ago was it yeah. a month ago whatever it was yeah. like what, exactly it was like 38 30 to 3 or something like yeah. that they beat them it was 20 nothing at halftime they won 34 to 3 or whatever yeah. it was and look at this one minnesota probably should have won this game they yeah. lost by a point so i think i don't want to get into predictions but i'm just off the top of my head i'm thinking green bay i don't goes think it's gonna be a, a blowout game. right i don't think I'd it's still gonna favor be... the cardinals though. yeah yeah all right, then the the next day we have the six and one games. First one in at one o'clock is going to be Seahawks at Panthers. All right, Panthers, let's see what you got. Panthers now. won the regular season game in Seattle way back in week six, twenty seven, twenty. When people started to say, "Huh, yeah, maybe the Panthers actually, are for real." What people at the time started saying was, oh, "The Seahawks don't have it this year." They yeah. they finally right because I think this dropped them to possibly two and five I or think two so. and four. Yeah. Um, but neither team could cover the tight end, so that's one interesting thing to watch next week. Now, Jimmy Graham is out for Seattle, so will Luke Wilson be able to play, or how will Seattle do that? They've kind of been favoring Doug Baldwin, but maybe that plays into Carolina's strength. We've seen what their corners have been able to do some, to some of the big-name receivers. But Greg Olson is still there for Carolina. Can Cam Jansler, Earl Thomas, uh, Richard Sherman, you know, the Legion of Boom, what are they going to do in the rematch with them in Carolina? Cam Chancellor got burned today on back-to-back plays, essentially. That- also got a big should, that should have big cost pass the interference game. call yeah. too. Uh, then the last game is six seed Steelers at one seed Broncos. Big the biggest thing is is our Big Ben Antonio Brown going to play for the Steelers? Right. We saw the Steelers win just a few weeks back in Pittsburgh in a crazy game. Pittsburgh scored the final twenty one points, fourteen of them in the fourth quarter to get the win. Neither team could get any of the running game going, but both teams had big passing games. Osweil threw for almost three hundred and three. Roethlisberger threw for almost 403. And uh, the biggest thing is, Oswald's not getting the start. Right. Peyton Manning, coming off the bench last week to get the win, now is going to start in the playoffs, in Which, the divisional round. Before we can see it and say what happens, you know, in hindsight, I that's the, that's the move you have to do. The Broncos are a veteran team. They're in win now. You and have to go there. with Peyton Manning. You have to. Like, I know people are like, oh, he never gets it done in the playoffs. People will not that's not true. He won, he won a Super Bowl. Right. And I, I did see an interesting stat one time that said, and it, it obviously doesn't work out this way, but if you counted all buys as playoff wins, like it was, and it wasn't just for Peyton, it was, but basically it was essentially like an adjusted um, playoff record right. for, for lots of people. Cause that would add a bunch to Brady as well. You know, like right. it's not, I'm not trying to make that argument right now. It's just Peyton Manning, like it would, it would change his record if you viewed, even if you viewed every buy as like a half a win. You know, like because mm-hmm. if you win half of those games, but whatever. Um, yeah, it, it's an interesting game. Um, health for the Steelers is a major point, and can Peyton Manning get it done? Because if he plays like he, well, 
I mean, they were able to run the ball in that fourth quarter against the Chargers uh, when he came in, but not going to do that against Pittsburgh. No, no, they're going to have to be able to pass the ball, which you should be able to do against Pittsburgh. So we're going to see. It's going to be interesting. I, I don't know. I don't necessarily want to give it away, but I think we could be looking at Pittsburgh at New England. Um, I really don't want Pittsburgh at Kansas City. <laughs> um, Steelers, Patriots. Basically, I don't want the Steelers or Patriots to win the Super Bowl. That's basically what it comes down <laughs> to. Any of the other teams that are left, I'm, I'm okay with. All right, well, that wraps up things for us. Uh, next Sunday, we'll be back with episode 198 on the 17th. We'll be talking these NFL divisional round games that we just that we just mentioned. I don't know if it'll be in the afternoon or if it'll be in the evening. We'll we'll uh, we'll post it on That's Facebook as, as soon as as soon as we know. Uh, if you want more from us, you can check us out at jmnjrradio.com or jomazenjraf.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, like I mentioned earlier in the show, at jmnjr underscore radio at jomazenjraf at JM Flyer, F-L-Y-E-R, 1454, and at Mr. Underscore Raffoff. Any shout-outs from you this week? Um, my dad's birthday is coming up right. uh, this week on Wednesday, the Big 6-0. Oh, Big 6-0, yeah. so happy early birthday to Jeff. Um, that's it for that's me. That's it? Now. All right. Then thanks for rapping, excuse me, thanks for joining us. That wraps up the 197th episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff show. We hope you tune in every Sunday for our take on sports. Until next time, I'm J-Raff. And I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff show. Don't forget, you can download each episode of the show from the podcast section of the iTunes store. We'll see you next time, and thanks again for listening.